Hello, all you out there in podcast land. I know it's been quite a while since I've been on here to do a a podcast, but I know I was going through that book about being grateful, which actually I don't even know where the book is anymore. It's somewhere in my apartment. But today's podcast, I wanted to talk a little differently. Um, I have started working for Elite Ambulance. I will be an EMR driver right now until they figure out the jobs and responsibilities and what EMRs drivers can and can't do. I'm having I'm only able to shadow a team of EMTs, which I'm I'm not complaining because hey I'm getting paid for it. So, and I do still help out as much as I can. One thing I wanted to discuss is. On one of my shifts the other day, we, uh, one of our calls was what we call a psych call. It means a psychiatric. Um, and uh, the call was for a 13-year-old female. Uh, we were picking her up at her school and taking her to a nearby behavioral health hospital. And I, when I heard that, I thought, okay, I think I could relate pretty well to this girl. You know, she's probably um, starting to show symptoms of a mental illness. And it's she's to- just scared about it. And I know I could put in my input. And so um, when we got to the school, uh, I started walking toward the front door and course my one of my EMT partners goes I don't think this is the front door well it was um, I got up there I rang the doorbell the buzzer and they buzzed us right in and so we went to the office and uh, this young girl was with her grandmother as well as with some of the school staff <laughs> and so uh, one of the EMTs stayed in the office and got report from the school staff the other EMT said he was going to uh, he'd take the girl out into the hall and talk to her. But he ended up going to the bathroom. So I uh, went and talked to her. You know, asked her how she's doing, what's going on, what, you know, what's, what's up this about. And she goes on to mention how uh, a while back, I didn't, men- I didn't ask exactly how long or whatever that's for the hospital to uh ask her and determine and anyway she said it was a while back so i'm guessing within the last three or four years if not as a child um she said she was raped a while back she had been raped and now her anger about that rape is starting to come out um, but as soon as she said that she had been raped and, and all that, I said, you know, I said, you know, you know, that's post-traumatic stress disorder. You know, I've got the same thing. And so I know what, it, what it's about, you know, um, it's a real hard illness, um, to deal with the trauma, especially when you don't know how. So we we're talking for a while till the EMTs were ready and, um, I was trying to make her feel comfortable and um, 
you know, make her feel like she was talking to a peer, not just an EMT or an EMR. Um, not just another healthcare worker, not just another social worker, but she was talking to someone who actually understood what she was going through. So the EMTs came out ready to go in, and so I told her, we're going to have to uh, put you on the stretcher, or you're going to have to get on the stretcher, and I'll, I'll belt you down. And then um, when we get to the hospital, we're going to have to take you out of the ambulance on the stretcher into the hospital. I said, it, you know, it's just kind of protocol. It's protocol for the ambulance. She's totally fine with it. So I, uh, we opened that door. I got in to get the uh, stretcher ready, take off the belts and all that, and told her, go ahead and come on up and come on the stretcher. So got her in. I belted her down. Um, one of the EMTs and her grandmother were in the back with her, and I of course slipped into the front with the uh, driver and so we finally got about it was about a 15 minute ETA and we finally got to the hospital the behavioral health hospital I'm not going to say which one I'm not going to say what school and I'm not going to say anything that can link uh, her identity to this podcast when we got to the hospital uh, we they told us put this to put the stretcher against the wall while we wait. So I come up to the side of the stretcher. So how are you doing? How's it going? How are you feeling? Of course, her feeling is scared. <laughs> and I told her it's totally natural. I said I felt the same way with when I was hospitalized. All every time I was hospitalized, I told her I felt the same way. I was scared each time. And. Uh, I told her I had been in that same hospital the year before. So that way she kind of, you know, had the idea. She kind of knew, or two years before, I should say. Uh, That way she kind of, she knew that I knew what she was going through. And I gave her a little bit of tips. You know, I said, you know, if you, to make this a successful stay, um, one thing is, you know, they do have group therapy different groups I told her that you know I know that at first she's not going to want to share because she's in a group of strangers told her but when she does feel comfortable that she should share I encouraged her to share her story sorry about that I'm outside on my in my front porch and a very loud car just went by so anyway I just told her you know when she's comfortable to share her story told her you know, share the rape share that she's now starting to feel anger about it and share because I I, uh, I told her this because I looked her eye to eye I told her you are not alone you are not so don't think you are you're not alone these the other youth that you're going to be meeting in the hospital are have all different stories of mental illness and some of them have similar stories of rape and sexual assault as children from family members and and so she took that to heart and then I told her another you know way to make the stay successful so that you can come you know you can come out of it the hospital feeling better is to cooperate 
cooperate with the doctors, the nurses, you know, the psychiatrists, the nurses, the sec techs. Cooperate with with everyone. What they say, you know, do it as, as long as you feel comfortable. And then I, the last piece of tip I gave her before we took her to the assessment room, one of the assessment rooms was that if she had any problem, if she had any problem with another patient, she had a problem with the one of the staff, tell someone. Go tell the nurse. And I forgot to tell her about the patient advocate line that they're allowed that patients there are allowed to call. But told her tell someone, speak up. If you're getting hurt by another patient, speak up. If a tech is making you feel uncomfortable, tell the nurse. So speak up. Let tell them what you need, what you want. Um, and so she seemed to take my advice to heart and uh, my heart went out to her because she was like a younger version of me. I, uh, yeah, the only difference is she's getting help early in life and she's getting the tools and the coping skills that she needs early in life. Whereas I, when I was her age, had to deal with life stressors on my own. So she, she has that advantage and I, pray that she will come out of that hospital feeling much better um that you know i told her not, her symptoms are never gonna f completely go away mine didn't so i told i was talking about my you know i said i have ptsd and i said you know what my trauma's from 18 years ago and i told her it doesn't go away but you can eventually learn to cope and live live a, a functional life um, without always having to think about that trauma that you're going through so to all you podcasters out there who are dealing with the same thing um, whether it's a trauma or any kind of mental illness just know you are not alone have a good night everyone